there's been so much technology thrown at us this past year. It's really important for people to sit back and reflect on who they are and what is working best for them, because these are all just tools that are out there and we can strive to use them more efficiently and effectively. Welcome to Redefine You. I'm Dan Baum. Join us as we continue to explore what happens when we're challenged to change our thoughts, beliefs, or even who we think we are. There's been so much to process since this pandemic began that it's easy to forget how much we've accomplished in a year plus of dramatic change. This week, we'll talk with Jen Bob, Manager of Instructional Design in AACC's Virtual Campus. Jen will share with us what it took to move an entire catalog of classes online and how technology is just one tool to open the door of possibility. We want to welcome Jennifer Bopp, Manager of Instructional Design at AECC. Hi, Jen. So good to talk to you. Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me today. How are you holding up during this pandemic? Oh, well, it's uh, got, we've gotten a lot of work done in the virtual campus and, uh, you know, from the home homestead perspective, we're homeschooling our 10-year-old son, and that's been a great experience. Uh, we just were able to go to a, a field trip yesterday, which was nice, one of the first uh, for the year. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, we went to another uh, homeschooling field trip, which was visiting an exotic animal farm. So I, I made some friends nice. with some alpacas and you know <laughs> zebras i don't know there's all kinds of uh, i even got to pet a sloth <laughs> oh wow well good i'm glad everyone's doing well that's great yeah so what exactly is instructional design instructional design well if you want the textbook definition of instructional design it's basically a systematic approach to creating learning experiences so that's the definition. However, when you are an instructional designer, you do many things from computer um, technology support aspect to faculty training. Um, you know, there's just a realm of things that you that you focus on, which makes it really interesting. I'm sure this was an interesting year, but talk to me about pre-COVID. What was your primary focus as an instructional designer and what was the volume like in terms of the amount of things that you were helping to design pre-covid it was um you know sometimes it was like pulling teeth getting folks to come to our table and have a discussion about how we can improve the student experience um you know and and change what they've been doing in the learning management system. We were doing the same old thing with our asynchronous courses. Um, asynchronous meaning that they're fully 100% online, um, not necessarily self-paced. There's due dates that go along with that. Um, so it was a lot of a lot of the same. You know, we've been doing this for quite some time now, and uh, so that was pre-COVID. And that was, and then. 
presumably getting pretty good at it. You've been doing it for a while. Of course. In the same way. So then COVID hits. So what's it been like? Well, actually, take me back to the shift that was required basically a year ago, spring of 2020. Sure. So um, spring of 2020, the idea was that everybody had to move online, right? And there are some faculty and courses that have never been taught fully online. So we really needed to get them on board and get them in a process to make a quality course that they could then teach for the summer or for the fall um, and, and kind of actually midstream, right? Because we were on spring break and all of a sudden they said, well, we're all, we're all going online from here on out. First we had 50, then we had a hundred. And when it's all said and done by 2021, we had practically 150 courses that we had converted to fully 100% online, or also they may have had an online sync component. So it, it has been quite a journey this past year, quite a journey for everyone, not just the virtual campus or instructional design. It's, it's, been, it's been a journey for faculty and students, of course, and staff as well. What makes for the ideal where you can step back and say that project or that course was a, a success? What determines that? What does that look like for you? Well, we do have 50 quality standards that focus on, um, you know, technology, um, content and design, accessibility is a big one. Um, you know, there's different categories that we look at to say, oh, this one is really strong in accessibility. However, when it comes to engagement, you know, they could use a few more of few more interactions with students or um, different tools that they may need to use. So you have some clear benchmarks that you're shooting for and able to measure. Absolutely. So what are some of the challenges faculty face when designing a course or converting a course to online instruction? Well, one, I think a lot of times it's the technology that tends to be the obstacle for them. They they don't truly understand what the technology can be used for. And, and really, we want the technology to be used as a tool. And faculty, the faculty focus is teaching, right? So if we can create a, a course design that allows the teacher to actually provide more feedback to students and, um, you know, let them focus on more of the content that they need to um, make those connections with students. I, I think that's what we're, we're looking for. Um, and a lot of times they, they just get overwhelmed. <laughs> you know, faculty, they, they're teaching multiple courses and it, it, it takes a lot of time to, to work on these courses. That is one of the obstacles as well. Technology and time, those, um, you know, don't let those get in the way. With the pandemic, we were able to provide resources to faculty to help them, you know, during this process. And that was really key. And I, I'm, I'm just so excited that we were able to have, <laughs> that's, I always say it's my dream, right? To have everybody come to the table and we can design your, you know, help design your course. And that's what happened. 
I just didn't expect it all to, to come at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you had the technology and then you had the will. Right. But you didn't have quite the time that you wanted. It sounds like it was all sped up so quickly. What about challenges for students when they're first taking an online course? What are some of the challenges that they face? Uh, there's there's a lot of myths out there in regards to students. Um, you know, a lot of students think, oh, it's online. It'll be easier. You know, mm. it's, that's not the case. It really takes a lot of self-discipline and time management skills. Um, you, you need to know how to, you know, look at resources and and connect with your instructor. You know, that's one of the keys here is the connection with with the instructors. If you have to make that from the beginning of the course, or you may have already lost the student. So it's it's really key to have them in the course and making those connections, not only at the beginning, but throughout the whole term, you know, and to make those connections with each other. We're hearing this theme of connection a lot as I'm talking to people uh, during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Tell me, Tell me more about how you help overcome these challenges, whether for faculty or students, what are some of the techniques or best practices or tools that you use to help either faculty or students overcome some of the challenges that they will be facing? Yeah. So the, um, how's that saying go, you know, how do you eat an elephant (laughs) one bite at a time? That's, (laughs) that's really how you build a course, you know, one, step at a time and you really have to break it down into a process um, for them, a system, a a systematic approach that they can, that they can adapt to. And, and we have that and which, um, which is really helpful. And even that process helps the students in the end, because students can reflect and say, how am I meeting these learning objectives, the faculty can actually share and say, look, I ha- I've, I've mapped it all out. This is, these are the course outcomes. These are the module level learning objectives. And here we are. This is how you met them. You completed all of these assignments and assessments. So it really is a process that is behind it. And you have to follow it step by step and break it down. And that's how a student would follow and be successful in a course as well. Mm-hmm. One, one step at a time, one, one day at a time. We always recommend that it's, you know, in, in bite-sized chunks for the students, that they can take time to reflect and digest the information. And it really takes some thought to do that. We're focusing on the future of education this season. How do you see this experience through the pandemic and, and the aggressive shift to more remote online? How do you see that impacting higher education going forward? It's, it's a big shift. I think for, for a lot of folks that were doing the same thing for the past 10, 15, 20 years, we've now shifted and we shifted quickly to a more synchronous environment, meaning we're in real time. So if students can't come to the campus, they can meet online 
say at 9 a.m. and have their instructor show up right in their house, you know, and it's, we've brought AACC to them, you know, in, into their homes, which I think is so, so impactful, you know, and one of the big reasons students don't come to campus is because of transportation. So this has really changed the whole landscape for us in regards to what online looks like in the future for us. You know, and I I always say, you know, let's not let the technology get in the way, you know, use it as a tool to make it as efficient and effective as we can, you know, like the course, the student experience, technology is a tool, it should not be an obstacle. So we need to utilize that better, I think. And I think we are, you know, we're starting to, for sure. Oh, absolutely. I I hear real enthusiasm and excitement in your voice. So did you always dream of being an instructional designer? (laughs) To be honest with you, Dan, I sat in seventh grade in my fundamentals of design class, and I wanted to be a commercial artist. Okay. Now I'm showing my age. (laughs) Commercial artist. I don't think they're even called that anymore. Uh, When I did finish my undergrad degree, I became a graphic designer and a web designer. And then I also, um, I was asked to come back and teach at Anne Arundel Community College and teach graphic design. And I did that. And I could not believe how much I loved it. I thought, oh my gosh, I love this teaching thing. I need to do this forever. And it was just a natural, a natural step for me to get my master's in educational technology and marry the two. So I married design and technology together. And I was still teaching at Anne Arundel and the instructional design position opened up. And I jumped on it. So, and here I am 20 years later. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. But to say to come back to teach, then you, you had already been at Anne Arundel. So you started at AACC. Yes. And I was a first generation student at Anne Arundel as well. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. It, it's, it's home to me. <laughs> well, clearly at that start of your career, you redefined yourself. A graphic designer's view of the world is a little different than instructional design. How about since then? Have you continued to redefine yourself? And and if so, how? Well, um, at Anne Arundel, we have the engagement coach program. And I did uh, finish the engagement coaching program in 2018. And I received my ICF certification in um, fall of 2019, right before the the pandemic and all hit. So I'm just so grateful that I had that skill set because boy, did I need it, right? I mean, I was meeting with faculty one-on-one and with staff and colleagues, I mean, nonstop. And I pulled those coaching skills in whenever I can. It gave me the motivation to, to have that momentum, you know, to keep striving for success. And that's, that was key. You said it was perfect timing. And of course, you were suddenly inundated with more people uh, than you had been before if you were having to kind of drag them to the table. But how, how, are, how have you been showing up differently? Uh, so with coaching, we, we, there's 
just a realm of different skill sets that we learn, right? One is listening. So you have to turn your ears on and listen, you know, what, what do the faculty, what are their needs and wants? Uh, you know, so listening is key uh, to having that supportive role for them. You know, that's, that's my job, right? I, I need to be there to support faculty and in, in what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, validating and, and what, whatever they're feeling or their perspective. Right, right. And, and no judgment, right? I mean, there, mm. there's no judgment there. They show up and, you know, I, I may have worked with them a million times, but now this is a new, a, a new thing we're doing. So, you know, no judgment as to what's happened previously we're moving forward and that's what coaching also teaches is that we're we're coaching from now and forward we're not digging back into the past so so those are key and the other piece of it is that you know i have core values the college has core values hopefully some of the faculty and and staff and everybody have core values that they've identified and one of mine is being thoughtful and creative or two of mine thoughtful and creative <laughs> that would be two and uh the other theme that you've heard is connections so i just i loved making the connection even though it was through the screen this year i made so many connections more so than i have in the past several years i've made a lot more this past year you know what I find amazing about that because connection is one of my values as well. And, and when you're using technology, looking through a screen or maybe you're just on audio, you really have, you said, listening, you have to pay a lot more attention in a way that you weren't before you're kind of zeroing in. And that is, I think, forcing us to connect more intentionally mm -hmm at least that's been my experience is we want that connection. So how am I going to do that through this medium? And you really can hear it in people's voices, or you really can get that sense. It's different. It's not the same as when you're face to face, but it's mm -hmm. there and you can make that connection. Yes. I'm curious about how the experience of the past year is impacting how you approach your work in instructional design going forward. And, and so maybe coaching is helping to inform that as well. So how, how is, this past year impacting how you are approaching or will continue to approach your work going forward? Yeah. So I think um, in regards to this past year, it's provided more opportunities for us um, in regards to um, the virtual campus or online courses in general. Um, you know, folks that thought, you know, I'll never be able to teach this online. Well, now that they've had the experience this past year, it's a great time to reflect and say, you know what, I can teach this online. You know, I did teach this online and it was successful. You know, they can see how it was successful for their students or they can kind of pick and choose like, oh, well, this didn't work so well online and I really need this piece to be face to face. Well, then that sets up another opportunity for hybrid courses. Yeah, some are using this term new normal and some would like to see us return to whatever they considered to be normal. So if you had a crystal ball, what do you anticipate will become the normal or new normal for the delivery of higher education? 
I think it's a balance between the two. You know, I, I think it's a little extreme to have everything 100% online. Um, you know, I know for a fact that faculty, there's some that truly need to be in the classroom. You know, they thrive on that. And that's, that's where they need to be. And that's where they shine. And the same goes for students. There are some students that they just, it's just not going to work for them fully online. And they really need to be in that face-to-face environment. So, you know, I, I think going forward, it's a balance between the two. And to find, each person has to find what is the best journey for them. And that's, that's what it's. That's what it's about. Would you consider this a, a redefining moment for how we deliver education? And, and if so, how? I think so, because it we're not going to go back to the same old thing we were doing. You know, it, it, it really is a new way of shaping or formatting courses and, and looking at them and um, envisioning what is possible. And I think everyone can now see it. You know, I, I really do. I think with, you know, a lot of folks working from home and remotely, they can see the possibilities of, wait a minute, I can meet with my, my students like this. And I am meeting with my students like this. I have a green screen behind me and I'm recording and I'm doing, you know, it's just opened a whole new world for faculty and students. And, and I think it is a, a redefining moment. All right, I'm going to shift from crystal ball to to a story. So, if, if this were a novel, what's the uh, what's the name of this current chapter for higher education? What would <laughs> what would you call it? Uh, you know, this chapter would be called. Um, hmm, that's a great question. It would be called "Remember Who You Are." Hmm. And I say that because. There's been so much technology thrown at us this past year. It's really important for people to sit back and reflect on who they are and what is working best for them, whether you're an instructor or a student or a staff member, you know, what works best for you and remember who you are, because these are all just tools that are out there and we can we can strive to use them more efficiently and effectively. I love that. I thought you were going to go with possibilities since you raised that. You mentioned possibilities. I like remember who you are so much better. I like that description so much better. That's great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, there's lots of possibilities out there, right? I mean, that's, that's a given, but I think we all, we, we all may have lost a little bit, a little bit of ourselves over this past year. Hmm. And I think that's really important. Yeah. Well, Jen, it's been great speaking with you and thank you for all that you're doing first for our faculty in helping them through this time. And and then by extension, our students, our colleagues and, and community take care and be well. Thank you so much, Dan. It was great. Before COVID, AACC offered a third of its courses online. When the pandemic struck, Jen Bopp was part of the team helping faculty and students move fully online, what she calls the big shift. It's been quite a journey. And even though she works in the field, Jen repeatedly says technology is just a tool. 
While she dreamed of getting more people to embrace this tool, she didn't expect it to all come at once. Therein lies the big lesson. All of us have shifted, and though it may have felt dramatic and immediate, there have been steps along the way. I never became I can. New tools have allowed us to envision new possibilities. With that comes a realization that we need balance. For Jen, it's marrying design and technology, online within person, and connection with deeper listening. She advises that we take more time to reflect and digest. Ask yourself, what's truly important? What is it you really want to do? What do you need to get there? In that process, she says, remember who you are. Redefine You is a production of Anne Arundel Community College. Our executive producer is Allison Baumbush. Our producer is Jeremiah Pravat, and our writer, Amy Carr Willard. Others who help with this podcast include Amanda Behrens, Angie Hamlet, Ben Pierce, and Alicia Renahan. Special thanks to Jen Bob. Find show notes, how to subscribe, and other extras on our website, aacc.edu podcast. I'm your host and creator of this podcast, Dan Baum. Thanks for listening.